You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Either we win or we learn, and today we learn. Adacha Austin! Shot at Isabir! It's infield to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Bella. Onside! 1-0! Blue foul shot! Oh my word! It's unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans, available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show, and no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And with the season getting ever closer... Um, it's a busy week around here and some of the interviews that I had lined up, uh, for this, uh, for this episode didn't quite work out. Um, so this week I am joined by Jay from the Southampton page, which is the official partner page of the show. Jay was kind enough to join me on very short notice. If you want to get in touch with him, you can do that on Twitter at CXE Adams. Um, you can also find the page of course at Southampton page on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, the links as always are in the show notes. And I'll be honest that at the moment when it finally became clear that uh, the show wasn't going to go ahead as planned, I was a little bit irritated, um, messaged Jay. He said, don't worry, man, we'll do it tomorrow. So on Monday morning, we got up, we recorded, and we finished recording as the news came out that both Romeu and Stevens were actually injured uh, leading up to last week's match against Feyenoord. So, uh, we mentioned that, but uh, the good news is we had lots and lots of questions to answer. We didn't quite get to all of them, but we spent most of the show um, trading answers back and forth to questions that you sent in. So if you were one of the people who did that, um, thank you so, so much. I w- it, it makes the show a heck of a lot more fun when we have some choice and variety in the questions that we can answer. And uh, we'll do our best to always get to as many of them as we can. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, some other people I'd like to thank, um, both Steve and Tom Murray are the newest patron members for the show. So thank you, Steve and Tom, for uh, jumping uh, on board with that. Um, Tom, of course, has been on the show before. He is part of the audio description commentary team that works for Saints. So if you're going to the match this week uh, and you need or somebody else you know needs audio description commentary, um, that's that's your guy. Tom and his colleague also run the Under the Lights podcast. So uh, if you're interested in that, you enjoy the description that he and his colleagues give you, uh, check out the Under the Lights podcast. Uh, you can find it. I've retweeted links and things like that. You can get them on Twitter um, or give Tom a follow on Twitter and you can get to it that way as well. But uh, Tom and Steve, thanks for joining. Uh, they now have priority for having their questions answered on the show each and every week. They have access to a private chat uh, that is only available to Patreon members and uh, Tom is eligible to listen to the bonus episodes that will be coming out uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, they get one a month and uh, it's actually a, a lot of fun. So uh, more fun for me just because I get to talk to people and that's really what this is all about. So uh, this week, Jay and I answer a ton of your questions. We laugh a lot. We make fun of people. Um, we probably make some really, really poor decisions and uh, the dog is barking. So 
Let's jump into it. It's quite a lengthy chat as it is. Uh, and uh, we'll get to that now. And just so you know, coming next week uh, is our season preview episode uh, with a couple of really, really special guests. So uh, if you're not subscribed, you should do that so you don't miss it. All right. Um, yeah, here we go. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Jay, Jay runs the Southampton page, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Southampton page. You can also find him on Twitter at CXE Adams. Um, Jay, welcome back to the show and thanks for joining me on short notice. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me back again. Uh, I said I'll be back quicker than everyone thought, but yeah, here I am. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, initially the, uh, I had a couple things set up for uh, this week and, and both happened to fall through. Um, kind of at the last minute, and I was not, I was not in a good mood. Had we recorded on Sunday, uh, I would have been in a really bad mood. But in all, like all things considered, like it's not that bad. Like, and so I, I was, I was feeling a little like childish for for the way I was. I, I maybe not. I don't think I acted out in any way, but at least not not publicly. But I was not in a good mood, so I, I'm over it. Uh, we're here, and uh, we have loads and loads of questions to go through today. Um, so we'll basically, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the past week. We'll jump into the questions. We'll answer as many as we can. And, uh, we'll look forward to, uh, the season preview episode, which is next week. And then, you know, the season is here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, first off, uh, anything new going on with, with you since we talked, which was not that long ago? Um, I don't, I think we're still, still on the same levels. We started, we obviously started with, um, 90th minute and it's going well so far. Uh, we did try and link up with Amazon, but the replies to them are, as anyone knows, dealing with Amazon, not the best. It's taken us two days just to get an email from them. So, yeah, that's a bit slow on the ground. So a uh, quick Amazon story. I am an Amazon Prime subscriber. I use it for a lot of stuff. Um, and actually, one of the people in the Patreon group, one of the things that happens is we often um, send books after I'm done reading them. I will send them to one of the Patreon um, members. Um, one of the guys that lives in, in the UK, uh, said, yeah, yeah, I'll take the book. And so I went to go ship it to him and I went down to the post office and they're like, it's going to be, it's going to be 24 us dollars to ship it. And I was like, hold on, hold on. I got on Amazon and was like, I can, sh I can buy it. I can buy him a new copy for 13. So like, I'll do that. So I went back out to, to outside. I got on Amazon, I punched in his address, shipped it. Um, it was supposed to be delivered last week. Uh, they lost it and, uh, I was on the phone with them yesterday. They can't find it. They can't refund me until after today. So I have to call back tomorrow and either they will try to send a new copy or find it. And I'm, I'm hoping that I haven't just typed in his address incorrectly, but Amazon normally pretty good here in the U S uh, I'm not so far very happy with them in the UK, both on your instance and mine. So, um, I haven't communicated that with the, the Patreon member yet. So maybe I should do that before this comes out. But uh, anyway, well, well, one more thing for me to take care of. Um, <laughs> but uh, luckily, everybody that seemed to go from, uh, from, from Southampton to China and back uh, seemed to do it safely. And they've been to Southampton, China, Ireland, uh, and then Holland. And now I think back in Southampton. So it's, it's been a, a, a weird kind of week for, for, for Saints, I think. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope the ninety minute stuff is going okay with you. Hopefully, you didn't hear whatever that just was on on my end. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you want to start just just with the the preseason? Because I, I mean, for you, the the point of preseason, I think we've talked about it before, is basically 
is to get the squad ready, right? It's, it's, it's about fitness. It's about implementing the system. It's not so much about results, but the results in preseason have been pretty good. I don't think we've lost yet. No, the results have been quite good. I'm beaten so far. Um, not like I said, not that, that means anything, but yeah, it's been a good preseason for us. There's still little things that need fixing, but I suppose that happens with every club and it's not going to be a hundred percent perfect. That's why we need these kind of games to work out what needs to be fixed before the start of the season. Cause that's when the mistakes or whatever needs sorting needs to be done by the Burnley game. Yeah. Yeah. And we have one more game to kind of go where you would imagine it would be, it would be basically the full starting 11, which I think we'll come to, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it when we talk about uh, the game against uh, uh, Feyenoord. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the the real kind of, in terms of like team news is, is classy's gone, you know, and I am struggling to remember exactly when that happened, whether we've done a show since then or not, um, which Instagram will tell me, uh, depending on when I, I did it. Um, yeah, I think it had already happened by the time that the episode came out. Um, but I think maybe it happened after we recorded and we didn't, and I didn't talk about it last week cause I, we had the, uh, Southampton women's episode, which, uh, it was a real pleasure to do. And then they went out and played against Spurs yesterday and, and kept it uh, mostly respectable. So um, I think that's that's a super good result for them. And uh, if you look at, around at some of the other scores that have happened, because um, Southampton Women's plays in the fourth tier and then Spurs obviously play in the first tier. Um, and so uh, for them to, to keep it uh, somewhat respectable, uh, some of the other matches, like I think I think the other Southampton team may have lost against uh, Manchester United or something like that. And then it was like nine to one or nine to zero or something like that. Um, but we don't need to talk about that necessarily. So um, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, also thanks to everybody who wished uh, my wife and I a happy anniversary. That was very nice of everybody. Um, 10 years. It's been, it's been, it's been 10 years. I can't believe it. So thanks. Um, all right. So let, let's, let's jump into this a little bit. So I mean, preseason is about fitness. Uh, therefore that trip to China, like doesn't necessarily like fit like we learned last year that a lot of the trip to china the, the facilities aren't as good the uh the weather is not conducive to really great training uh the air quality is not perfect uh it's a long ways away there's a, like there's jet lag and stuff so the way they staggered it this year they basically showed up trained when they got there went to sleep woke up played a game got on a plane came home um which i think is maybe the best thing you could have done i was surprised to see ralph there but maybe he has to be um but then what did you make of the squad that that went over the, over to china yeah, well, obviously the Preston game, everyone was a bit amused because there were some players missing, uh, like Yoshida was left out, uh, Adams was left out, Shane Long was left out. So there was going to be a mix, and it was one of them weird ones, how it was going to work, because when they were saying there's going to be two squads going out, I was thinking, how is that going to work? Because Ralph, as you said, went to China, because I thought someone else was going to go out there and he was going to stay in Ireland, because a group stayed in Ireland. So, yeah, it worked out quite well, and it seemed like it was a beneficial trip. The youngsters got an experience, and there were some older players like Fraser Forster, who hasn't played a lot for Saints over the years. He managed to get himself a game, and as far as I remember, he got a clean sheet, so that will help his confidence, even if it was just a preseason game. Yeah, the the match seemed to be, I think, I think from everything I read, played at a slower pace. And mostly just because of, I think the weather was, 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 it was extremely hot, um, very humid. You can see even in the, in the 
just in, just in the in the pictures even like the guys look like they're wringing their shirts out almost in terms of, of just dripping sweat and but uh you know they didn't they didn't hesitate to jump on them adams got another early goal long got in on it valerie scored uh and then we got a goal in the 90th minute to kind of to kind of seal it off but um i don't think ever it was ever in any kind of, of danger but it, and i think it was a good showing for the team to go over there and be kind of dominant even with um you know, the younger team that we, I, I think we took. Yeah. And of course, as you saw via our Twitter page, we were on a trophy. So Adams was right after all. The trophy always coming this season. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Started early. Started early. Um, I, I think, I think that they were always going to take a, a, a younger squad over there. Mostly, I think, because of maybe what you have to deal with in terms of, of what they've learned last year, even though Ralph wasn't here then. But also, it's a chance for, some of the younger guys to go and, and play and, and spend some time with Ralph. You have the plane flight over and back. Uh, you have the night in the hotel and the training session that I think was, you know, it basically kind of a, a little bit of a show for people over there. And then you have the game where, you know, you look at, you look at who's around and all of a sudden these guys got to go like, Hey, I'm actually going to get to play, you know? And then, and then, and then, you know, a lot of them do get in and, and get to, to, to play a few minutes. And, and I think it's good. And, and I also think it's good that, that we have, guys like Che Adams and, and Shane Long actually scoring. Um, and I, th- I think it all, I think it all kind of works out. I think that that trip to China has to be viewed as, as a, as a success as much as it is basically kind of a PR move. Like you ha- you have to do it maybe to, to expand the, the market. Um, I know we had some fans over there that were from Hong Kong, especially that were able to make it over to the game. So that was, that's good for them to get to see the team. Um, but I think that's a, that's a totally good thing. But, Meanwhile, like a lot of the first team players and, and a lot of the guys that we would expect to see, I think on opening day, uh, stayed back in Ireland for just kind of a more intense training. And then, and then Ralph was back out there, uh, you know, the day after they, they played in China, which is insane, but also kind of nice to see. Yeah, because he said on his interview that it was going to be a tough week and he traveled to China with the lads and then headed to Ireland. Um, I think there was a coach and staff already set up and I think it was um, Alec Gross, I think. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right, but he was taking the sessions while uh, Ralph was away. So I think the team was still getting that intense training because they needed it still. And it seemed like it, everyone was still working together. And that and there was a nice um, arrival in Ireland as well. Yeah. And then and once, uh, once they were there, it just seemed like back to normal. There was no... There was no real hesitation. It just looked like business as usual once once they arrived and they quickly kind of got ready and then and then traveled kind of I think maybe Saturday morning or Friday evening over to to Holland and uh, were ready for the game that they that they played yesterday where again they played very very well I think going forward at least um, I didn't get to see it uh, the games haven't been televised here in the in the U S and I have a strict rule against. Uh, potentially giving my computer some sort of virus to watch a preseason friendly where I, I don't do it. Um, but from everything I heard that it seemed like the team played well going forward, a little bit shaky at the back, which is, I don't think it's anything new. Yeah, I managed to, because they actually put it on Facebook Live, because people were asking about, obviously, people from different countries, and it was a UK thing, and that caused a bit of a, a bit of anger, I suppose, because people now imagine... A game like that would be you better watch on telly normally, but unfortunately, broadcast and rights stopped all that sort of thing. But watching it yesterday, it was the first half was good, and it was quite a strong team actually. It looked like the sort of team you could imagine starting at Burnley. To be fair, 
bar no Romeo and who's the other person? Oh, actually, Jack Stevens, but I wouldn't have him in my starting lineup anyway. So Romeo was missing. <laughs> um, so yeah, apart from that, the team looked like the team that I would, as I said, can see starting against Burnley. And then the second half, it sort of changed because it was more players that hadn't had many minutes, and you could tell the dynamic had changed because they bring on people that were less. I'm not saying less had less fitness, but they they they're not used as much. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and just to just touch back on the uh, on, on the travel uh, of of Hassenhutl, um Dublin to Macau is an eighteen hour flight, so you got two of those. What three days apart? Maybe not even three days apart. Um, that's insane. And so to see him back out there and actually smiling, uh, I got to give him a lot of credit. But yeah, I think I think the uh, I think they're still trying to build up minutes. I think they're still trying to build up the the system i i thought that one of the things in the second half it looked like we went to a back four uh and it looked like the two center backs that we chose to go with were benderak and and vestergaard which is not there's not a lot of pace there you know there, that's but i do think that that over the last i would say over the last season and a half maybe uh maybe even though he was left out largely under hughes in the first half of last season for no reason whatsoever um i think benderak's kind of been the best center back we have but I also think that Yoshida has has been kind of very influential in terms of, of how we've played. And I think he's been the, the one kind of calming presence. I just don't think he's quite... Um, I think sometimes you need some people to, to kind of yell and be a little bit louder than he is and maybe be a little bit more commanding. Uh, and I think that's what we're missing in the back line. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I do think that, that Bednarak and Vestergaard for... If you look at where we finished, and this is a point that was made by uh steve one of the patrons um he he pointed out like you know if you look at where we've been the past couple of seasons that bednarak and investigard are at least that good in terms of a center back partnership you know like they, there's no way you're going to look at bednarak investigard and say they're not good enough to play for a team who finished you know under 15th the last couple of seasons i think i think that's fair to say do we want better sure and i think they can probably get better if we can improve around them a little bit but um but, but, but yeah so um, I don't know any any worries. I, I think with uh, in terms of playing the back three or back five versus playing the four two 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 or however many twos are supposed to be there. Um, that's my only thing. I know everyone would say to me, "Well, it's preseason, you shouldn't get too emotional." But the defense still, to me, had that shakiness. And we know on record that fans want a centre back. Ralph has said he wants to enforce centre back. We need to clear funds for that to happen. Um, that that's my biggest thing from from now until the transfer window closing. Um, we need to get that centre back signed, and we need the funds to do that. And we still need to get rid of Lamina and Austin, as because as them two go, I think that will clear the path to us getting a centre back that we've all been looking for. Yeah, I think I think the 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 main focus I think of everything was to. I think the main focus of everything this summer was to clear the squad out, right? Make the squad smaller. And we haven't had that many people leave. And and I think I have to constantly remind myself that, and I think I write about it every single week in the newsletter, is that the the contracts we've given people over the past four or five seasons, some of the extensions that we've signed um, to, to people, and, and done in part because um, the club was being poached by people. And, and when you the guys only have a year left on their contract, um, they have that that kind of they can force a move almost because 
you know, either you you sell them now or you wind up doing what, what Arsenal did to Aaron Ramsey, which is where he walks away at the end of a season for free. Um, and that's not necessarily what we want. And so you tie these guys to longer term deals on decent wages, and then that makes them more expensive when other teams want to come in and buy them. But at the same time, if they don't hit those heights and they don't, they, nobody wants them, then you're stuck paying those fees. You know, you're stuck, you're stuck with that wage bill. Um, look at Fraser Forrester. I think uh, Jordy Classy's wages were an issue. Uh, I don't think a lot of other teams can afford the the fee and the wages combined. So you you wind up, I think, just terminating the contract. And luckily, it was by mutual consent. So I don't know that we pay him a whole lot going out um, because he wanted to go somewhere else. But if he didn't want to go, he could stick around and just collect those wages. So um, I think I think the club was caught there. Um, trying to protect itself in the transfer market for being poached and then winding up with some players who nobody wants. And uh, I think you're going to wind up seeing the same thing with Lamina, even though we want to get rid of him. It looks like it doesn't look like he's in the plans. Uh, same thing with Austin that uh, teams have got to come in and pay those wages. Cause there's uh, they, they have very little incentive to take a pay cut unless, you know, unless they just really want to go play football somewhere. And other than Mario Lamina posting, you know, to all the haters, why are we still following him? Um, I don't, I don't know to be honest. So we'll, we'll see what happens but um <laughs> but yeah i think we definitely need to get rid of some some people uh we haven't really cleaned out the squad that much and in the center back i think will be good but um there are a couple of players who have who've kind of come back into the fold uh you know hoot has been around uh buffal has been around and smiling and scoring goals and stuff so like do you do you foresee those two coming into the squad and making an impact and if you had to just pick kind of one of them to do it who do you think it would be yeah, looking at them both, I mean, Wesley Hoy come back, who, sorry, come back. He was just, he was one of the shocks in the squad, really, because when we saw the lineups to go, he was on the squad, and I thought, oh, I just thought of all the nightmares from last year, and look, he was one that I thought we needed to get rid of this summer, and Ralph seems to have given him a new chance. He said on in the interview with Sol- on Solon, sorry, that him and Cedric have got a new slate, but they're still behind people that are in front of them. Um, he played not too bad yesterday. I think people were getting a little bit carried away saying he's transformed. I think that was a little bit of a exaggeration. Um, but no, Bufel's another one, actually. Everyone's quite happy with him. I think I don't know what, he's become like a very... Everyone's like, oh, we need a chance, he needs a chance. And he did take a chance yesterday. He was a bit slow to start with, but he hasn't played played for over a year and he's trying to get used to playing here again. But no, I to answer your question, I would probably say say Boothell was more equipped to push himself on sort of thing going forward if he was to stay. Because I still don't know if Ralph's keeping him or not. So we don't know until the transfer window closes. Yeah, he seemed to, you know, from once again, from what everybody was writing about yesterday and, and Twitter and, and everything else, which we, you know, with with a grain of salt, that people get really um, either excited or upset or whatever. But he, he seemed to be tracking back and working hard. Um, then you add the goal to it. So I think that's all, that's all, that's all good. I think, I think he, if he comes back and applies himself, I, I think we all realize that he has the, I think he has the definitely the talent and the ability to to be a very good footballer, but he he needs to he needs somebody to connect with him and kind of push him push him on and get him to to put in that effort consistently, and not be kind of of you know he seemed to be almost petulant. Uh, think about the the celebration when he ran back towards Pellegrino after he scored that goal. Um, you think of things like that that I don't think Ralph's going to put up with, and I think last season 
you, you kind of look at what the squad needed when when Ralph got here, and it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't time for any of the any games. It was just just this is the squad we're using. This is how we're moving forward. This is what we have to do because we have to survive. And now you you maybe have a little bit more time for people to think of Hoot, think of Buffalo, think of other people who are kind of on the fringes to to say this is the system we have. This is this is what we want to do. You know, are you going to buy into this or not? And if you choose not to, then that's fine. Then you, you got to go. Um, but there's a little bit more time to to kind of focus on on the individual players and, and figure out how people um, fit in. Whereas I think last season was just very very important just to just to decide this. You know, either you're in or you're out. And right now, this is this is the line, and, and then everybody has to go. And uh, so I think I think that's what that's what it was. But I mean. Other than, so we basically have a center back. We have we have Lamina and Austin need to go. Uh, Classy is gone. Befall and Hooter question marks. I think that I think that basically is the news because there hasn't been a lot of links going on. Um, unless, uh, what did you hear as we were talking? Something on Sky Sports came up. Oh yeah, actually, there's two things I've just thought of. Actually, Lamina, yeah, Sky Sports saying that they want um, Lamina to replace. Gay at, at Everton, right? Yeah. Um, so I can see something happening there. Hopefully, they if they could quick if they're interested, I'd hope a deal done quickly there because we just need toxic like lemonade out as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that's done quickly. And the other one actually that I forgot to mention was Creo has been linked with a move to Boca Juniors. That was mentioned in the Daily Echo. Okay. And he's another one that I forgot to mention. So hopefully he. Boca Juniors have got. I mean, they're not going to pay the stupid money we paid with Monaco literally stole from us. Right. That's what I'm going to say it was. Um, so Carrillo and Lamina hopefully might have some movement and some wage free. I think about. I mean, Boca Juniors is not a small club. That's a pretty big club, but it, the, the money is different uh, in South America. And I think if he went down there, um, I think that. The one place where it might be, we have a question about the kind of the atmosphere around St. Mary's. There's no question about atmosphere uh, at Boca Juniors. That is a uh, is an intense, crazy place. And if you ever watch um, any of the uh, the videos, uh, especially when they play River Plate, I think it's uh, it gets insane. Like um, I, I don't know. That's the kind of game I'm not sure I would take my son to or my family. Um, but it would be it would be interesting to to see it one way or another. Um, we have a lot of questions. Uh, do you want to, to move towards them and we'll get through, um, as many as we can and, and people send in questions on Twitter, Instagram, uh, reply to the Instagram story on the Facebook post. Uh, and then the patrons of course can either comment on patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery or in the Patreon only group chat, uh, which is what, uh, one of the benefits they get in addition to, uh, an extra podcast per month for those who subscribe at the $5 a month level. Um, so you, you, if you're interested in that, you can do that. Patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And we have uh, a couple of new patrons that I mentioned at the very top of the show. Uh, so that is good. But um, Jay, do you mind if I start with, uh, if I choose the first question? Yeah, that's fine. All right. I should have probably chosen a question before I asked you that. Um, all right. So uh, this question comes uh, on Twitter. and it says, what is the likely ceiling for the club, but also the likely floor? Be brutally honest. 
Um, to be honest, I think we could be top 10, maybe even push for seven or eighth. But I think the floor is probably around 12th to 15th. Um, there's a chance we could get six, but probably not higher. Um, he then follows it up with, don't feel like you have to address it, but we're going to. Um, I think this season, the the ceiling, I, th- I think we will hit a wall somewhere around eighth place that I'm not sure we'll be able to to kind of jump over. And if you, I would, I would expect games for us to be competitive for the most part um, against almost everybody in the league, given the style of play that we're having and the finishing of some of the players like uh, Adams has shown so far, if he can continue that, I think it makes us much more dangerous. Um, but at the same time, I think, I think Leicester city have gotten a lot better. Um, I think Everton could still be good. They have the potential to do that. Um, and then you have kind of the normal top six. So I think that, that maybe, uh, makes it a little bit more difficult to, uh, to, to jump that much further. Um, It'd be interesting to see if Watford can do it. And then, you know, honestly, the the promoted teams, it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of where they fit in. You know, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, but uh, we will talk to some of them for the, the Patreon episodes uh, coming up over the next week or two before the season starts. But um, I don't know. It'll also be interesting to see how Wolves and, and things cope with the Europa League. So I think that that's always a, an interesting thing. But we can't pretend uh, that they're, they're going to be in trouble yet because they, they're not. But... Um, for you, I think, uh, I think we'll hit a wall about eighth. Uh, I don't think we'll get any higher than that. Um, I mean, the floor is always, I, I think would be relegation, but I don't, I don't think we'll fall that far. Uh, I, I think you could expect something, you know, if it all went wrong, 16th, 17th, or maybe 18th, but I don't want to, I don't want to say that out loud really. Um, yeah, I think being honest, I would, I'd say, 11th, 12th, I think, would be a good marker. Again, it would if we could get that centre-back sorted, I think we could aim more 8th, 9th. Uh, I don't think we're that level. We won't be in a relegation battle, I hope, because my heart can't take another year of are we staying up or are we going down. And I think our squad's much better. We've got a better forward line. We've got Adams, Janapro, Redmond, Long, uh, off of Femi, uh, yeah, we've obviously got Booth healthy returns. We've got so many options up there. I think we've we've had enough to get goals. It's it just for me, it's the defence. If we get that centre back, I think we could aim for ninth, tenth. But we just need a season where it's a bit more solid, and then I would look at the season after for maybe a seven, eight push, depending on how this season goes for me. We need to rebuild before we look. Look at Europe again. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. I think that's absolutely fair. And uh, we have some questions along those lines. I think on on Instagram. But uh, thanks to Hamilton Tyler for sending that in. You can find him on Twitter at Cosmic Wozniak. Uh, but he's the guy who sent that question in. Um, Jay, do you want to choose a question? Yeah. Does is this, is this, is this matter which? No, no. Go go wherever you want. There's one question here that says. Do you think either McCarthy or Forster will be sold before this transfer window closes? Is the uh, question. I don't know if you want to go first on that one. I I think we I, th- I think you and I may have talked about this a little bit, but it always seems to to change. And it, it's interesting because because both of them have gotten minutes over over the period or, or over preseason. Um, Adam Leach mentioned several times last season that Forster by all accounts, looks the best um, in training uh, of any of the goalkeepers, Gunn, McCarthy, 
uh, anybody. But the game, he wasn't quite confident enough to to do that. He didn't look great when he came in and played uh, last season when he got he got his one match. Um, and there were a lot of things, you know, that, that that we can we can talk about then. I mean, it was completely. I think all the pressure was off by that point. But um, I think I think I think honestly, you have to look at, at the wages he's on. And we t- we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think the wages for Forster are prohibitive. Um, I think that a lot of teams cannot afford to 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 foot that bill. Um, so I think if one of them was going to move, I think it would be McCarthy. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's a good move or not for the club. Uh, we have a new goalkeeping coach, so maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe he he has a he changes Rob's mind or he thinks things are different. But um, I, I think if either one of them was going to move, I think it would be McCarthy over Forster simply because of the wages. Um, but I'm not necessarily. I mean, I haven't really seen anybody come in for them. Uh, we're down to you know just just under two weeks of uh, for this, or actually you know a week and a half basically. Um, so it, there's not a lot of time left and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, loan moves and things can be arranged at short notice, but, uh, it's always dicey to wait till the last minute. We saw what happened with Ings last year where we barely got him in. So, um, honestly, uh, I would say it was McCarthy is the more likely of the two, but that's only because of the wages that Forster's on. And I, I don't really, uh, I'm not confident that either one of them are going to go. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah. I think in the club's dream, if they were going to sell anyone first, it'd be Forster, because as you mentioned with the wages, um, the problem is with Forster is he's on a deal until 2022. Um, I think he looks very... His mood's changed because he posts a lot on Instagram more, and he's quite he's happy to be involved with the group. But the problem is going into the season, the way we've got to look at it is we've got three goalkeepers um, obviously, Forster's been sat on the bench with McCarthy, but in the Premier League, you don't normally have two goalkeepers sat on the bench. Um, so the way we've got to look at it is, re- is really is who's going to be that number two. Because whoever's not on the bench is going to be sitting out for the season unless there's injuries. But being fair, you don't really see injuries happen much for goalkeepers, do you? Um, so I think you're right. If anyone's going to go, it'd be McCarthy. But I think the club's dream would be Forster due to the fact of the amount of wages. But I think McCarthy's on high wages too. I'm not sure. I'm sure someone said he's near for not over him. I think he's near Forster. So, but then I wouldn't be surprised if we're stuck with them. I'm not sorry, not stuck. I I like both goalkeepers, and I think they're they've been great to us. But I think we would rather we need to get rid of one. Or I think, as you mentioned. On the last bit of your question, I think a loan deal might be sorted for one of them, which isn't the best, but I think it might happen due to the fact I don't think Ralph wants three keepers sat on the side. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, I have, a, I have, I have a, a way for us to find out. So pick a number that you think McCarthy is on per week, tweet it angrily at him, and we'll see if his father-in-law responds. <laughs> oh yes, is that referring to Gallagher? Yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that reply, I was like, oh. Oh, that that hurts. Um, which I don't know. Made me laugh. Uh, no, no offense to the account that that was uh, replied to. And then, yeah, it, it, I thought it was. I thought it was great uh, all all the way around. So, um, so thanks for that question. Uh, that came from J S O B O T K A. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Underscore fifty. Um, so yeah, thank you uh, for for that question. Uh, T. Bizantz, who is one of the contributors to the newsletter, he actually will have uh, the long read this week, uh, which will be a refreshing look 
at the squad. Uh, I can say that because it has to do with um, drinks and alcohol and beer. Um, so he'll have that out this week. Um, but he's got a question that uh, basically says, what, um, how has the short transfer window affected transfers compared to previous seasons? And I don't know, like, I, I don't think I've asked you and I haven't really, I don't think talked about it. The, the idea that the, the window is going to close before the season starts this time um, means that it condenses the time for, for, for deals to get done and whether that pre- makes pressure for or puts pressure on teams to get things done earlier um, or not, or the teams are still going to sit and wait. Um, I, I think the one kind of thing that, that, you know, contracts expire the end of July or end of June, sorry. Um, and so, you know, basically the beginning of July, you start to see a little bit more movement as people either enter the last year of their contract or their contracts are officially over. Um, and you still have over a month to get those moves sorted out and done and for guys to sign. Um, I think you saw with, with saints, they started to get things done relatively early. Um, and I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if that's due down to the, to the, the, the length of the window, or if that's simply just the, the idea that, that Ralph wants a full preseason with as many players as he can, doesn't really apply to Janapo, um, because obviously he was at AFCON, uh, before I was away as well. Um, so we, we have guys who are away doing other things, but, um, I, I think it has more to do with, with the fact that, that Ralph is pretty clear about the, the types of players he wants to sign versus just the shortness of the window. Uh, but getting them then early, uh, allows them to have a preseason and I think it'll be good to, to kind of have the squad, you know, you know exactly who's coming in and who's with the team before the season starts, which I think is always good because there's no uh, pushing for a move away uh, three weeks into the season as we have seen with players in the past. Yeah, and I, well, I've always been a fan that the, the transfer window should be cut, uh, shut before the season starts because we could be, I mean, we've had it in the past. You have players that, like Van Dyke start, I think Van Dyke started the season with us and then that transfer went on while we were still playing. He wasn't in the squads, that sort of thing. So I think it's a good thing. It's it's funny, really. You see clubs, they seem to all, in the last week, seem to go, oh, let's do something. Whereas they've had, because that's what I think, that's what's going to happen with our players. You see like I think like interest in Austin will arrive last week because teams seem to think you know what we've got all summer we've got a week do you know what I mean we'll do it in the last week it builds up to the season I said teams are very clever in that way but it seems you think well you hold on a minute you've got the weeks before to build up because there's a little like transfer window before the actual transfer opens we've done our business earlier we still want to get a couple more in but our problem has been getting players out which we know anyway, and we've spoken about over over many times. So it's just getting the right balance before the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm I'm just looking at we have more questions that have more names in them that I keep forgetting, or even at the team. Um, and I don't know. There there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done, and uh, I I do agree with you though about the the, the transfer winner needing to be shot. And I think uh, Arsene Wenger always always uh, wanted that, and they finally gave it to him. After he left, which is great. Um, all right. Uh, do you have a question? It, it's, it's, I think you're up. Uh, let's have a look. Um, this one's from our, another friend of ours, um, Aiden. He's asked, out of Wesley Hoyt, Jack Stevens, Mario Lamina, Austin, and Mario, uh, Mario and Mohamed Elanusi, which one would you welcome back in the team fold and why? 
don't know if you want to go with that one first on who you'd have out of them. Well, Hoot has basically blocked everything on Twitter and Instagram and nothing in real life. Uh, Stevens seems very nice. He could still play defensive midfield, according to most people on Twitter. Um, not a center back of Premier League quality, according to everybody on Twitter. Uh, Lamina, I don't even know what to say. Um, I think Mario and I have a little bit more in common than I'd like to admit now after my uh, my driving infraction uh, last week, which I don't really want to talk about. Um, Austin, I don't know what happened to him this week. I haven't heard anything from him uh, since his Twitter account was taken away, uh, you would assume, by his wife. Um, and then Elianusi, that I mentioned earlier, he's one of the guys, I kind of forgot he was around cause he hasn't been, I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, but of all of those guys, it, you have to imagine, uh, if just looking at the list, I would take Elianusi because he's Norwegian and I'm part Norwegian and there it is. But really if, if, if Buffal is coming back, then there, I don't think there's space for him. You know, I think Elianusi would have to go, um, you look at the striking options we have. I think Austin is, is down the list quite a ways. Lamina, probably the best midfielder there. I mean, maybe the best midfielder we, we, we have, arguably. Um, he is very, very talented. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't fit in. Um, he's not committed to the cause, and that's, a, that's an issue with me. So after all that, Wesley Hood, I think. <laughs> Which I don't, think any, I don't think I imagined I would say um, um, ever, but we, in terms of, of if we're going to play a back three, uh, we need a little bit of co- uh, uh, cover. He maybe seems like he's grown up just a little bit. Um, and if, if Buffal would have been on this list, I would have picked him uh, immediately because some of the images, I don't know if you saw uh, from some of the training, the, and whether the club is, is specifically kind of choosing these images to go out, but the, you know, the ones where, um, Hassan Hudel and Bufal are talking one-on-one and he's got his hand kind of um, on his shoulder or whatever it is and they're both smiling and you can tell there's, or I I don't know if you can tell, there looks to be something going on between the two of them um, that that signals that, hey, that there's a message being conveyed from one to another and and then you see the performance that he had over the weekend and you think that would be the, the, that that's what you want to see. Uh, But of the, of the ones that he didn't give us the choice of, I think I would have to go with Hoot. Yeah, um, I mean, the list is. Um, um, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to rattle through each name myself. Um, Stevens, I would rather he. I'm not because I don't want everyone to say that I'm attacking him, but I'd rather he he didn't play for us again because I just don't think he's our standard. Lamina, as much as he's one of our best midfielders, his social media has been an absolute disgrace to the club. And to be honest, I'd rather he left. Right now, if I could get him in a taxi to Everton, Man United, Liverpool, even the United States, I would get him in there now. So I know you don't want him, but you you would have him anyway. Um, Austin, uh, another one. I mean, he's frozen somewhere, so someone needs to defrost him. Uh, I don't know. Like I said he's obviously with his wife somewhere on a holiday. Love it. That's not going to help us. So I wouldn't take him back. And Elanusi, he's about as much used as a chocolate teapot. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying. I, is, that, is, that an, is that an English saying? Because I have never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah, chocolate teapot. Basically useless. That's, yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So out of them, and I think, I think I'm 
Aiden, you've let me down here. I wish you put Booth Hall on the list because me and Matt would have had our answer. But I will go with, and I hope he listens to this, so he is, I'm disappointed. Um, he, uh, yeah, I'd pick Wesley Hoyt after all that. So, yeah, so... And obviously, if anyone doesn't know what chocolate teapot is, Google it. If you, that's my best advice on that one, <laughs> <All right. laughs> which I'm sure Matt's doing right now. Um, no, I'm writing. I'm writing a note to myself for something I want to ask you before we're done. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and before anyone asks, it's not a dodgy word, so you won't get any viruses from putting chocolate teapot in on Google. Good, good, good. Um, well, just I mean, yeah, I, I think I get it, I, but we will. Uh... We will see. All right. So note is down. Um, I'm going to jump down to some of the Patreon questions, but we can still pick questions from other places because we have plenty to to go through and I'm having a good time. I hope the listeners are as well. I hope you are too, Jay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, so one of the new, one of the new uh, Patreon members, uh, Steve says uh, question. If you need, how many goals do you think Adams will score this next season? Uh, another would be, what do you think the top score and assist leader will be come May? So, uh, two questions from from Steve from Patreon: um, How many goals for Adams, and then who do you think is our top score and, t- and assist leader by the end of the season, based on what you've seen so far? So, I'll let you uh, I'll let you go first with this one. Um, how many goals do you think Adams will score? How many do we need for the title? Um, <laughs> no. I- no, in all seriousness, um, I think he, well, I think to cover both questions, I think he's going to be our top goal scorer. Um, I think he'll get, what was our, um, I don't know if you know of him, what was our top goal goals last year? Was it Redmond, wasn't it? I don't know what his... I think overall, if you take all competitions, I think Redmond and Ings were tied. Yeah, so um, I think, I don't want to seem like I'm going too optimistic here, but um, I think if Adams could get... 16, 15, I think would be, I don't know if that's too high, or I think that's quite a good level. Obviously, if he gets more and wins the golden boot after we win the Premier League against Sheffield United on the last day, then we've done well. But but no, I, I think 16, 16 goals for him, and I think he'll be our top goal scorer. I think Ings will be not far behind, and I think Janae Pro and Redmond will be quite close. And I think our assist leader will be Redmond, I think, because he was quite good on that last year, I think. I think he might be the top lead, the top guy again. Yeah, I am. I'm looking up some stats right now, and just am being an idiot and can't find. Even though, I mean, people don't probably don't know. Like we, I, I pull stuff up. I don't just sit here and and talk about absolutely nothing. But of course, when it comes time to actually look for the stuff, I can never quite seem to to find exactly what I want to look at at that moment. Um, and really, it's it's okay. Um. So as you were answering and kind of as I was asking the question, I wrote down my answer just so I wouldn't be influenced um, by you. Uh, so I can show you mine. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't want to show you the other question. So I, I mean, I, I wasn't cheating. Um, I think, I think Adams will wind up with 12 goals. Um, which probably sounds more optimistic than me to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think twelve goals will be. Good. I mean, it's, it'll be his first season uh, in the top flight. We, I don't think we've had anybody in double figures at least in the last two years. Um, I jokingly, I remember last summer looking back as Tadich was leaving and and seeing that Shane Long had a had a season where he scored. I think he got to ten goals, um, which which you know that that says something. But I think I think I think Adams will will have 
I think 12 will be the, uh, it would be a good, obviously a good season for him. I think that's where he'll wind up. Um, and I also think that Redmond will uh, wind up being our assist leader, mostly because I think now he's got more than just look for Ings or shoot himself. He's going to have options. Um, and depending on what role he plays, because whether he plays up as a second striker for portions of the match, uh, whether he plays just behind the strikers, I think he will have the opportunity to to wind up w- w- being our assist leader. Um, that said, though, if we wind up playing with um, the back five, uh, then I would ex- expect either Bertrand or Valerie to be up there as well, um, which we will we will see. I think we'll we'll have to to wait and see. But uh, I'll, I'll go with twelve and with Redmond for that. Um, so yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead? We we have time for more questions. Let's let's go. So I don't know if we can, we can probably cover this in a nice little thing, but the a question from Southampton News now is which players do we need to move on? I mean, I know we've covered some of them, but I think we need to cover a full who we think. Uh, I don't know if you want to go first on who... You, I know obviously some of the names we know already, but I don't know if you want to add to the list or on who we'd like to get rid of before the window closes sort of thing. All right, so I think... Let's see. I think the actual people that I that I think must move on, like absolutely have to move on just because of almost the toxicity of having them around would be Lamina and Austin. I think if the window ended and they were gone, I'd be okay. Even if even if we still had guys on the wage bill that that we would rather have gone, you know, think of think of the wages of Forrester, McCarthy, all those guys like um you know, I, I think I think the the way the squad was built, um, you know, over the past couple of seasons, uh, we added to the squad a lot as we were qualifying for Europe because you need a bigger squad. You've seen what happens to teams who get into Europe who are not equipped; they they run themselves into the ground by February or whatever. Um, so the the squad was built for that, and then we quickly, you know, found ourselves not not involved in the competition, and so um, we we were we were in trouble. So. Um, it's going to take a couple of years to sort that out, I think. And I'm, I, I just have resigned myself to, to dealing with that, even though it doesn't make me totally happy. But I think you look at the, the type of, of football that, that Ralph wants to play, the idea that all of this running is involved, the effort is involved, the intensity has to be there, the focus has to be there. And anybody that's taking away from that, I don't want around the club. So Lamina and Austin, I think, have to go. Um, and then if I went to expanding that to be able to just pare down the squad uh, a, a lot, I think, honestly, uh, I mean, uh, I'd be fine with Ellie Nussi moving on if Buffal stays. Um, I'd be fine with Stevens moving on. Uh, I could, I would be okay with Hoot going if we got in a new center back because um, we, have, we have a ton of center backs. But uh, like we said, like none of them are quite at the elite level that we need. We, we are missing a font. We are missing a Van Dyke. Um, Somebody messaged me earlier and said we're missing a Lovren. Uh, I think his partnership with with Font was great. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, so I think we're 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 missing a leader at the back, and I don't think that's a secret to anybody. So um, if you clear some of those guys out, maybe you get Hoot and Stevens out. You can bring in a center back for you know a, a decent fee. And um, the the problem is is we paid you know I think fifteen million, maybe a little bit more than that for for Hoot over the not not that long ago. So. Uh, what are you going to get that's better than him for 15 million at this point? Like Harry Maguire's going for what 80, like 75, something like that. Like so, like center backs are are expensive, um, and and so I, I struggle to see like where we're going to get a a really 
top of the line center back unless we we wind up breaking the club record fee, which I don't know that we're in the position to do given the wages that come with it and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah, I think well, Glean is my answer. I was actually I think I'm the same with you. I think um Lamina Austin are if there was a re- if there was a red uh question mark uh, an exclamation mark on what's important, uh, I think them two are important to go. Because the thing is, we've got to submit a 24-man squad soon, and we, we do. Thing is, Austin Austin would be happy doing horse racing for the rest of the season. We know that. Lamina will be on social media saying, "Who hates me? Who doesn't hate me?" We just need that out of the club. Um, Elanusi, I've made. Well, not, we won't go back to what I said about him, but. Um, He's another one I think I'd like to get rid of. I think he'll go on loan depending on Buffal. I think that's a a tricky situation. I said on stated on Twitter I'd rather keep Buffal than Elanusi because I think Buffal has got more talent. Elanusi it just hasn't worked. I mean the person we saw against Man City. I don't know what happened to that guy. Um, yeah, uh, other ones I think Creo should go to either Boca Juniors or we loan him back to Pellegrino. I'm sure that was an option, I think. Adam Leach said if we couldn't get rid of him, I think so. He will go, I think, regardless. The keeper situation, I think one needs to go. And I think possibly, I, well, I think one of them will go on loan. I don't know who, but I think one of them will go because we've still got Harry Lewis, who's the, another keeper. Um... So, yeah, I think he will go. And, I mean, like you said, we've got so many people here still. You, you forget, don't you, how many players, how many... Yeah. Honestly, we don't know what's happening with Cedric still. There's been rumours of Monaco for him. Um, is he going to go? I mean, it, I'd, I'd like to keep him because I think Valerie needs that experience battling with him. Um, Bertrand. I mean, Sam McQueen, who no one's even mentioned this summer. I don't... Remember Sam McQueen? He was our yeah. uh, choice left back. He's nowhere to be seen. I know that was a rhyme there. That wasn't meant to happen. But so yeah, Sam McQueen's not around. Um, so he's enough on what happens. Harrison Reed. I'm just thinking all, Harrison Reed, what happens with him? He's been on loan the last three. So I think that needs to stop. I think a decision needs to be made. Either we sell him or Ralph gives him a chance. He's not um, twenty under twenty three bound anymore. Um, so there's so many questions, but the main two that I'll, I'll agree with you has got to be Lamina and Austin. I still think there's people that needs to go, but there's still January for that. I think, and some if there's people that want players abroad, I think transfer windows are still open for another few weeks after that. I think I don't know which ones, but sure that could be found out somehow. Yeah. So yeah, some some of the windows do remain open just a, a bit longer, and and that's fine. Maybe we can ship them out. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, once again, you, you bring up Cedric, who has looked good. Uh, who, of course, uh, uh, Jack wrote an article for Ninety Minute um, for you guys that that came up about you know what he can potentially bring to the squad and how he looks looks different. Um, he looks like he's more you know like more committed. Um, is he is he good enough to really take that away from from Valerie? I don't know. Could we use right back cover? Yeah, like, you know, I don't think we're going to go out and get a better right back than him. Um, but maybe once again, maybe the wages and stuff that he's on, maybe, maybe, maybe we wind up doing a little bit better there. Um, yeah, it's uh, the squad is, is so, so in, uh, inflated. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to be able to, to do that. So, um, 
I'm going to go back to the Patreon members because one of the things they get is the, um, they get priority for having their questions answered as, uh, as part of the, uh, the benefits of becoming a patron. Uh, so Justin Woodward says, is there any focus on the opposition during preseason or is it a case of just getting the team to play how they want, regardless of who they are playing? Um, I mean, for, for you, what is the, the main focus? We've talked about fitness before, but, uh, do you think that there, that the opposition is taken into account at all or, or, or what? That's quite a good question actually, because I look at some clubs, um, like Liverpool. I mean, this was the early, like they were played Tranmere. Uh, at the beginning of their, so I'm just going through this quickly. But they played when they play team. When you play teams that are lower league, and you know you're going to win five or six nil. And that's why I've been quite happy with our preseason. We've been playing clubs that are tests. I mean, we played. Um, I mean, Preston. Okay, they but they're a good. They are a good side in the championship. Um, we obviously we played Feyenoord. We played. I don't know what division that. I think they were in the top division, weren't they? The one we played in Austria. So. Were they? Yeah, they were a good opposition. Um, who else did we play? Oh, so we got Cologne. Is it Cologne? No, is it Cologne? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, we got them next week, which would be. A, I think that you. The result doesn't matter, but I think the opposition's good. And that Feyenoord game was actually quite a testament for lads. There were some tackles getting in, and as the commentator, I was listening to the commentator. He said, "There's it's quite fiery here." I thought, but that's what you need. You need that preparation because when you go to Burnley we know what it's like they'll be kicking us left right and centre and it's not a nice game for most people but I think the better the opposition is better for the team that's how I look at it because I think if you're playing let's say for example no offence to anyone's listening let's say we played Luton Town or Eastleigh or someone like that in, in our pre you're not going to learn much from that I mean you've looked, you've won 10 nil. okay you know you can score so I think the your position has to be a good level. And I understand people play like a Charlton or other teams like that. But I think your level needs to be high so you can be high for the season. But I don't know what you think on that one. Well, I, I think that part of it is, is if you play a team, uh, say they, they should have been played easily. Like you, you worry, you always worry a little bit. Like if you go too far down the ladder, do those guys come in and say like, I'm going to make a statement here and maybe they try to make a tackle. Maybe they hurt a player. Like you don't want that. You also want though, to be able to, um, to have your players work out a system, you know, against a little bit of, of, of pressure. And you can do that in training. You can bring in, you know, you can bring in the younger squad and say, Hey, you know, you're going to, you're going to press this way. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And you, you just tell the senior players, look, make these passes, make these runs, work on this. We're going to practice this, practice this, practice this. And then maybe you go and you play some lower league opposition just to step up the intensity a little bit. But then by the end of it, you have to be playing, you know, almost at full speed. And I think that's important. I think Ralph has done um, pretty well to, to manage that preseason. Um, I, I don't know if I've just kind of not paid attention the last couple of years, but like it is, it is, it is a long process. It's a long kind of drawn out thing. And, the the movement back and forth between Southampton or Staplewood and, and and traveling abroad, I think, can be you take players away from their families too much. Uh, things can can drag on and become stale. And I don't think Ralph's allowed that to happen. I think the change of scenery kind of um, consistently throughout the process has been good. They'll wind up back at Staplewood for you know after after this week, and and they'll be ready for Burnley. And I think I think they've done well. And I don't so much think it matters necessarily 
who they're coming up against, but you have your kind of game plan for uh, for the halves and you see the guys that are playing sometimes it's a back three, sometimes it's a back four. Uh, sometimes it's the younger guys. Sometimes it's it's 45 minutes or 60 minutes uh, for, for certain guys. And I think the partnerships that you you, you see developing are, are more important. Um, does it make me super excited to see that we've had uh, Long and Adams together quite a bit? Like, I don't know, but like, I think, I think it'll wind up being Adams and Ings and I think that'll be, that'll be all right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, um, go ahead and well, why don't you pick another one? I don't even know if I answered the question, but I think I've, I've talked about as much as I can talk about that. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to look, cause one more patron question, which I think is quite an interesting one. And it is, it's from Kevin. It's from Kevin. He put silly question alert. <laughs> he put, if you can go back in time and rewatch a match you've already been to, which would it be? Um, it says, if you could travel to a Saints match, Southampton game we played since you've been watching, which would it be? He said it would be the home win against Inter Milan in Europa League or the three two comeback versus Liverpool. Um, I don't know if you wanna go first or you want me to go first. I don't know how you wanna answer this one or I got a couple in in my mind and I'll tell you that I definitely would not go back to watch the three nil at West Ham. Um, I would not go <laughs> relive that again. Although, to be honest, if I was given the choice to either never see another game live or have to go see that one again, I would go see it again just for the, just for the experience. Um, and I, I have learned I will never, ever eat on the tube again. I am sorry, everyone in that car. Um, but I needed it after the morning that I had had. Um, or night, whatever. It depends on what time zone you're in. But, um, I, th- I think he brings up a couple of, of, of good examples. You think of that comeback against Liverpool. Um, I was, I, I remember, I still remember where I was when I watched that. Uh, I think maybe I would go Swansea away. Uh, the Gabbiadini goal, even though not a great game, but just the kind of feeling of, of, of being there in the rain, sitting through all of that. Gabbiadini scoring I think that would be that's one of those moments that I think you you know you've sealed kind of your fate um and I think I I want I would want to experience that because if you're I mean obviously you would rather do that to win the Premier League than do that to 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 stave off relegation but I think that feeling is what kind of we all almost kind of what we chase as as fans like that's you want to feel that with your with your with your team so I think that would be the maybe maybe one a, a contender um, or the EFL Cup final. Uh, I think that would also be, or I would even take the EFL Cup semifinal away when we uh, were just holding it off against against Liverpool and then and then long score. So I think I would take any of those would be my choices. Um, but, but what about you? Um, well, the EFL final makes me emotional to be honest because um, anytime I think about it, I always think Gabardini should have had a hat trick. So I'm not sure if I'd want to be sat in that stadium watching him getting denied his hat-trick again. And the funny thing is, actually, a little note on that EFL game. Gavardini did an interview. I'm sure you saw it on our page. I managed to find it done quite well, actually. Gavardini still sits in... Apparently, sits on his phone and watches his goals back. And and someone and I hope he still watches his goal that was ruled out. Because for me, and you ask any Saints fan, he scored that goal. He scored three goals. Yes, we lost three two, but it was three all. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? it was. It was three goal. But no, my. I mean, I would have said, but I went to that game. 
Well, there's a few actually because I went to Southampton beating Sunderland eight 0 I mean, that was just wow. I I can't even tell you. It was one of them. It was a game where we started rubbish, but then all of a sudden we just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. It was the the atmosphere was amazing. So I'd probably put it's a few. I think the Liverpool three two game rock was mental. Um. There's quite a few. The Spurs won this season when we won 2 1 with Ward Prowse putting that free kick in. Um, that was another one. Um, I said it's hard to. When you think about it, I mean, yeah, I mean, the. Um, obviously, we had the Titanic song for Sims and Long running up Liverpool, and Sims puts it across to Long and he slides in front of the Saints fans. Pure's emotional. I'm emotional because Pure's getting emotional. <laughs> for once <laughs> um, so yeah it's tough. I, I don't know which one I'd pick it's a brilliant question though because we could probably name loads of games we've seen couldn't we to be fair yeah 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 so so thanks to to, to those guys who did it and uh, we have we're, we're going just over the hour mark I think now um, depending on what we what we choose to, to kind of shorten up and things like that but uh, we have questions from Ethan Ling 15 uh, we have somebody requesting a shout out. I have no idea who that is. Um, it's the Southampton page. Um, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's one of the things I complain to you about the most. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, that's it's, it's all right. Um, <laughs> ben underscore McGreevy asks, uh, as the squad is right now, who would you start against Burnley? Um, we're going to get to that uh, over the next couple of episodes, so don't don't worry. We'll have we'll have answers to that question coming soon, uh, next week actually. Um, and there was one that I wanted to ask before I have one more for you after that. But like um, the Danny Ings fan page um, says, I hope you don't mind if I ask you this: uh, What what position do you think Saints will finish in the season? We discussed the ceiling and the in the floor earlier, but where, I mean, if you were looking at the table right now, looking at who's there and, and how it all looks, where do you see us finishing? If you had to, you had to put a bet on us finishing somewhere right now. Um, I don't reckon this is, I reckon first, um, <laughs> it's Che Adams esque. The name fits yeah. the Twitter handle fits. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd go for it. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, um, if I was going to place money on that, I would say tenth uh, or eleventh. But if I had to nail me on a position, I'd probably say tenth. But I'd ha- I'd happily lose money if we went higher, and I don't want to go lower. So higher than tenth, I'd be happy. But no, anyone thinks I'm serious about the first, I'm not. I was just a bit. I've just I've, I had a drink of tango, and I've just gone a bit mental. So. <laughs> And if anyone's listening, I'm sorry about promoting stuff. <laughs> well, I hope they're I hope they're listening. If they're not listening, then why? why yeah. Oh, you know. Inbox us if you want a deal. I'm sure we can sort you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the club will sign you up. Just find yeah, less yeah. read. They'll sign you up to a nice long contract. You'll never move, but it'll be fine. Um, I, I think 12th. I think 12th is where we will be. Um, will I be 100 happy with that by the end of the season, or will I feel like we've underperformed? I'm not sure. Um, but I think 12th would be a, a comfortable, a comfortable place to finish. Um, I think that's, that's, if I had to pick it, that's where, we, that's where I'll put us. Um, I think we will continue to get better though. I think we will see large improvements in the, in the style of football that we play, uh, and how we go about things, I think will be, um, all right. And we, we didn't get to some of the questions, um, on Twitter. 
um, especially around uh, seating arrangements and things like that. Um, we talked about center backs. I think we got it all, but I have one more for you. Unless, are you good or can I ask you this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, we have three players. We have to give one to Portsmouth on a free. Uh, we have to keep one and put him in the starting lineup, or at least in the, in the match day 18 for the entire season. And you have to let one run your Instagram or social media accounts, all your social media accounts for the season. All right. So one's going to Portsmouth for free. Uh, one we are keeping and putting in the match day 18. And one is running all of your social media accounts uh, for the rest of the season. So we have Mario Lamina, Charlie Austin, and Wesley Hoot. Who, who, who's, who's going where? Who's going to Portsmouth for free? Who are you letting walk out of the club and go to Portsmouth for free? Um, <laughs> who's going to Portsmouth? Um, see, because I know see, so uh, it's between Lamina and Austin. I'd put I'd send oh, I have to look at the answer to this. Um, I'd send I'm trying to come on, think Oh, right, let's just do it. I'll send Austin to Portsmouth. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a toss-up between him and Lamina. Sorry, sorry, can I, sorry about that. Word. That's a bit of a... Sorry, I meant... Uh, yeah, sorry about that. That's not too bad, is it? No, no, yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> toss-up between Lamina and Austin on that one. Because I can't send them both. Right. Because I would... Can I not both go or? No, no, no. One's got to one's got to go to Portsmouth. All one right. you have to keep right. and put in the eighteen, and one has to run your social media accounts without your monitoring it. They just get to do whatever they want on your social media accounts for the entire season. All right. So one goes to Portsmouth. One runs my social media, and one stays in this. I just, right. Okay. No, I'm sending. Yeah, I'm sending Austin to Portsmouth. Lamina to. Or why am I sending Lamina? Eight to be in the eighteen for the whole season. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, him there and Wesley to run my account, but I think he's just going to block everyone so I won't have any followers anyway. <laughs> I think I have so, to yeah. agree with you on sending Austin to Portsmouth. I think you just ship him out. I mean, because I, I, I'll be honest, uh, maybe I'll, this will draw some hate. Uh, I know we have some people who live in Portsmouth and support Saints for whatever because you move and things happen. But yeah, I, I just, do feel sorry for them. The, the picture <laughs> of Portsmouth that I have in my head is not a nice one. It's not a nice, I don't, I think it, uh, and so um, send Austin down there, like make him at least have to drive through it every day to go to training and play games. Um, send him down there. Uh, I think I let Lamina run my social media. Like at least it'll be entertaining. Um, and, and then put Wesley Hood in the 18. He doesn't have to play. Like, you know, yeah, I, I think that's what I would, I think that's what I would do. Fair. Now thinking about it, I think I might have, I don't know if I can change, but I might have to go with you. Actually, that I think you you didn't. I didn't actually think about it. I thought you meant in the eighteen night playing week in week out. That's what I thought. No, I mean, he just got to be on the bench at least. You know. All right. Yeah. Okay. Can we swap? I want the Mina to run my and tell everyone that they haters, and then I'll have Hoy Wesley Hoot, Sorry, in the squad. Yeah, I'm going with you. And I wonder. It's a late change, but I'm going with it. I wonder what the hashtag would be. If, it, if he had to, if he's Obviously got, got some Amazon page, I don't know. I, I, he'd come up with something. Hopefully, it's not like lemonade, yeah. um, but he'd come up with something. And then I think it would be, yeah. I think it would just be entertaining. I might not like it all, but I think it would be entertaining nonetheless. Um, well, if I, I, I would have toxic like chocolate teapot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe melt like chocolate teapot. 
Melt, melt like chocolate teapot. Yeah, that would be my... Uh, I think that would be a great hashtag, and I might have to keep that in mind. There you go. Uh, that, that's not such a bad word that I have to block it, right? Like, we're, we're good? That's no, not... no, I'll, as I said, it's not going to get anyone in trouble. Okay. It's literally a teapot as chocolate. Okay, so all right. You can eat it. Yeah. I think. I think it's all good, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I mean, J.D., do you have anything else? I think I... I will tell you my my mood swing. Uh, it's just like I watched Shane so most, even though I didn't. Um, my mood swing from yesterday to today has been has been great. And I know that the the people that couldn't make the show, they didn't do it on purpose. It just sometimes I get frustrated because I have I, I have I very much piled too much on my plate in a very short amount of time, um, and I'm trying to to do too much. And um, it's just one of those things where you live and learn. And, and I won't do it again to myself. But um, but yeah. So I thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, I've had a great time. I've laughed a lot this morning. Um, and I will kind of go through and, and cut out the parts where, uh, I don't know what I'm going to cut out, but I'll cut something out and, and, and put it up and this will be out, uh, you know, in, in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Cause once you've Googled uh, teapot and obviously try and make sure Tango don't, uh, ban this, the podcast, uh, you should be right. <laughs> um, oh, and we had a question on Chris Marsden. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was. I was looking for him and he did kind of disappear, but the most recent thing I think I found from him was he was playing in Cyprus and living in Cyprus. Um, he had played at a non-professional level. They won the league and then he retired officially from that. Um, but I didn't find anything. I think that was 2008 or 2009. Um, there's a post on saints web from 2018, but it's just people talking about how they thought he was great. Um. Yeah. The thing is, my question would be: Is there have they ever seen you and him in the same room? That's my question. Because you could actually be Chris Marsden, and we don't. And we, you know, I mean, I've, you could be the reincarnation of him. We don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't confirm or deny. Um, I mean, it's a good link to have. I mean, you're a legend of Southampton, so he's a great bloke, and not. I hope wherever he is, he's fitting well. That's that's all I'd say because he's a great bloke and he was. I mean, I like bold people anyway. I like chap loads. So you know I mean, we've got we've got a thing for bold people anyway. And obviously, I joined that club recently. So yeah, you know. well, it's growing back nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> well, it's still at the point where you don't have to do anything to it, which is that that's the main no. thing. Um, just just low maintenance. Um, yeah, and. Um, and on on Chaplo, I don't know. I'm sure, or maybe you do know. Uh, and he has retired from playing, and he is coaching now. Um, so he is still enjoying his life in Southern California very much. Um, he always he barbecues a lot. I follow him on Instagram. He barbecues a lot. Um, he looks like he's mastered the the Southern California uh, grill quite a, quite quite well. So um, good for him. Uh, he doesn't listen to the show um, because I asked him, and uh, he uh, but he's doing well anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's 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 some of them. But yeah, no, he's 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 a great player, and he interacts with the page as well. And so does uh, the club legend Gooley De Prado. He's he's a big fan of my page as well. So I thought I'd, I'd just have to get some Gooley love in there. Yeah, People oh yeah, absolutely, that. absolutely. So yeah. All right, man. Well, Chris Ram was talking about Gooley anyway, so I thought Chris Ram would appreciate. I'm sure he listens to the show, so. Yeah, there's gooly love for you, Chris. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he'll make it this deep, but we'll we'll find out. You know, that's always the that's always the fun thing is when people go like, "Oh, you actually did listen to all of it," because uh, they they got. <laughs> yeah. they, it's always fun, but uh, 
anyway, all right, let's wrap this up because um, I have to edit it and we are we are going. So uh, thanks thanks to you for joining the show. Um, we will have you back in a couple of weeks uh, after the Liverpool match, and I'm looking forward to that. And of course, um, the Southampton page is at Southampton page on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you are the official partner of the page, and you have a partnership this year with 90 Minute Football, so we'll be looking for uh, things of that nature. So um, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon, Jay. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'll see you for uh, Liverpool in a couple of weeks. And that does it for episode 133 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Jay for joining me on such short notice uh, and making the show good. So Jay, thanks for making me laugh. Thanks for being there. Um, I just really appreciate it. Um, The Southampton page, which Jay runs, is also the official partner page of the show. So if you don't follow Jay on Twitter, that's at CXE Adams. You can do that. You can also follow the Southampton page at Southampton page on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There's really no reason not to. While you're on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, if you want to follow this show, you can do that. We are at SFCDELL underscore IVERY on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are at Facebook.com forward slash SFC Delivery. The easiest way to get to that, of course, is just to go to SouthamptonDelivery.com. There we have all the links and all the episodes so you can listen straight from the website. You can download them. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen. Or you can just go to your favorite podcast app and search Delivery with two L's and the show will come up. So uh, that is how you do that if you haven't done that already. When you get there and you subscribe, the logo that you'll be looking at was designed by Matt Beeling, who formerly ran the We Are Southampton page. All music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. one more time i'd just like to say thank you to everybody who submitted their questions sorry we didn't get to them all but if you want to have priority for having your questions answered you can do that by becoming a patreon member at patreon.com forward slash sfc delivery when you get there you'll have access to a private patreon only chat you'll have priority for having your questions answered and not to mention a bonus podcast episode so uh, you can head on over there you can sign up if you wish if not please share the show uh share it with a friend send it along to someone download it subscribe for them i don't care just make make them listen uh and and most of all just have a good day all right so thank you so much we will be back next week i'm actually out of town all weekend um and through the release of the next episode so it will all be done before i go so if something happens over the weekend and you get to the season preview with uh, some very special guests and things have changed that's why but uh don't worry about it we'll talk to you then and until then remember that together we march on